Utah is ranked 14 in the AP preseason poll. Does anyone really give it? Cut it out. All right, welcome to another episode of Arrival. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck. <laughs> I, it's clear. Just clarify if anybody's wondering. That was cow patty. Does anybody <laughs> give a cow patty? It is what it is. You know. Uh, I know those are fighting words. Well, here, this is an interesting thing because Utah has never been ranked in the preseason in the AP poll. This is the first time. So, this early? No, in a, in a preseason ranking. Uh, it's the first time that Utah has been ranked since. Uh, I'm sorry. It's the first time Utah has been ranked in the AP poll since they've been in the Pac-12. Not ever. Uh, it's happened three times in the history of the University of Utah. So there's been a lot of rankings, and they've been kind of right in that range. You know, one one had Utah at 8, and 15, I think, is maybe the highest they've been. So they've been in the top 15 in the country in almost all of the polls. The, the AP poll is kind of one of the most respected. It's one of those that I, I think a lot of people give a lot of credence to. And, uh, and so it's, it's, a, it's, it's a prestigious preseason honor that Utah has actually been ranked in the top 15 in the country. So they're 14. But do people really care? Do, do people really care about this? Does this really matter? Uh, I mean, it does. I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, when we were preseason, I can't remember what we were in 85. So we were coming off the national championship. I mean, I know it was top 10 and, uh, you know, opening the, the season. And, you know, went out to kick off Classic to play Boston College. It was just coming off the Cotton Bowl with Doug Flutie back then. So it was big. And, I, yeah, I mean, it's a nice thing. It's better not having it. And you just got to own it. I mean, that, that's the big thing. You know, they always have the talk, of, can Utah handle this and all the preseason pub? And I, I, our team back at BYU then just fed on it. We, we loved it. I thought it strengthened us. Yeah, I mean, you're, you've worked really hard to get to this point. Yeah. You can't hide behind – you know, if you want to be there and if you want to work towards this, then this is something you've got to come to expect yeah. and embrace. And, yeah. I, and I think there's a part of a part of embracing it tells me that you are willing to work at it and you're willing to own it. And you're willing to to know that you're, you're not going to sneak up on anybody. Right. Everybody you're everybody's is, big game. Everybody is going to give you their best shot. Everyone. Yep. You are the hunted now. And, how, right? and, and that's that's a challenging thing. I know people that have won a Super Bowl. Uh, Damian Woody. Wait, who, who, you know people won a Super Bowl. I know. I know a, who? I know a lot of people that won. No. no. No, I'm talking about. You're going to throw out other people besides me. No, no, no. Just follow me through here okay. a second. I say Super Bowl, and Jason's like, well, that's right. I'm a Super Bowl champion. I have a ring. Do you want that's to see right. it? I was just waiting for Scott to compliment me. You know, I was just waiting. I could tell no, he wasn't point, going there. My point is is that Damian Woody, so I was on the biggest loser with Damian Woody, and they won back-to-back Super Bowls in New England, and he goes, the second one by far was brutal. So much harder than the first because oh, yeah. we sn- snuck up on people on the first one, but on the second one, you it was you got everyone's best everybody's every single A-game, game man. the whole the whole schedule time. is now much you, tougher than now this you year. can also appreciate that too because you won a super bowl yeah. and now you got to defend and i never repeated the next year yeah. it's a tough deal and it was that next year was tough you, and especially if the injury bug gets you and you start having a few you know few guys go down and it's just like and you, and everybody gives you their a game we went to the playoffs the next year 
and lost in the divisional round out of San Francisco on the, with the Redskins. And the Bengals the next year came down to the last game of the season on uh, Christmas night against the Vikings. We had to win it to uh, go into the playoffs, and we, we lost, a lost. T- lost a tough one. It was, it was a good football game. but So I think going through that refiner's fire or that tempering yeah. process – actually thinks it makes you better. It makes you tougher, and you get to the end of the season, you get into the playoffs, wherever you're going to be, and you're you're more prepared to handle uh, your, your opponents. You're a better team. Absolutely. You know, just, just having to go through that, that challenge. Absolutely right. There's another side of it, too, where they always put the top 25 on the ticker tape, right? So So you're always in the conversation. So people start hearing about you. And that just helps to build your program. You're on, you know, they even if you're not playing, yeah, it just says Utah Idol number whatever eight, yeah. and so but you're there, right? And, you know, even even if you're not playing, if you're outside of that, you're really not in the conversation. You just, and if you're on the West Coast, it's even harder. It's because, even harder because you're you're not in the conversation and you're playing in the middle of the night so it's it's a challenging thing and it's harder to win the Outland trophies and the Heisman's and that type of thing west coast because that's one of the reasons because of it because all the media attention the majority of the media is east coast right and those votes are media votes and all those votes are all out there really so it's it's all a big hurdle to overcome but yeah you're right it's a big thing you're in the conversation and that's one of the things on BYU is we're just not in the conversation right now, yeah. and independence even hurts that more. Yeah. And so you're not in the conversation, and you know that's one of my biggest reasons to get a BYU in a conference and back on that ticker tape, like you said, in that top 25 right. in the com- conversation. But man, Utah, Utah deserves this for 14th ranking, I think, going into the well, season here, here's from what the, they did last year. Sure. And yep, no question. But here, here's something to consider as well: of the 10 teams in the top 10 the top 10 teams, four of them play in the SEC. So so 40% of the top 10 is in the wow. SEC. And you know they have to play each other. Yes. So they're going to lose. So, they're, so those guys are going to get moved out. And you look at those teams just outside, like Utah, and yeah. they're going to slide in there. Yeah. Now, Oregon is the top-ranked team in the Pac-12 at 11. Washington is 13. And Oregon, Washington play each other, so one of those teams is going to go. So you have you have SC teams, C teams sliding out. Same thing. There's 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 more Big Ten teams. There's more, and right. they're, they're going to play each other. And so yeah, this Wisconsin, whole Michigan, this whole moving, and and it's all gonna it's all gonna fluctuate and move around. Yeah. And so Utah, if they can win, they will just continue to just slide right into that top ten. Yeah. And so the first game against BYU is huge. And then and then when they play at USC to open conference, that's a huge game. Yeah. And then after that, those games are manageable and they could go 2 months into the season before they play Washington at Washington in November and they could be sitting in the top 5 in the country. Yeah, that would make that game would be phenomenal. Big, right? Yes, yeah. you're going to have game day out there. I mean, if those two teams are ranked in the top ten, it's 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 going to be the conversation. And so that's that's what's so good about being ranked early. Yeah, right. Because if if Utah's not ranked, all these scenarios happen. And guess where U- Utah slides into eighteen, and then they go to sixteen, and then they go to fourteen. You know, and they just right. And it takes the entire season for them 
to maybe not even get inside the top 10. And so the value, ups, yeah. the value of being there and being in the conversation and slowly sliding your way into top 10, that's, that's when your program really gets the recognition. Yeah, I, I think, you know what, everything, all the stars and moon and everything are aligned for Utah this year. Like you said, from the, from the schedule and the way it's laid out for them, the returning players, the experience, the, you know, I just think if they can just really have that leadership inside the team and find that magic, they could have a magic year because on paper, all the other stuff that you want to see is where you want it. Right, just the way it lines up, like you said, Washington, Oregon got to play each other. Utah, they just take care of business and win the games they're supposed to win, and they're gonna, you know, be in the top five going into you know the you know Pac-12 championship game. I mean, they're 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 gonna be they could really control their own destiny through all this, just owning it, being the team, having the swagger when you walk out there and living up to it, and uh, you know, being the top dog. If ever there was a year. It's really, it's, it's really it, man. It really is. You, you don't want to, you want to own it and not stub your toe. All right, this round of rivals is over. He's Jason Buck. He's Scott Mitchell. You can uh, find us on Facebook at the Rivals Podcast, Twitter at the Rivals Show. We're powered by KSL Sports, and until then, we'll see you then.